Welcome to the Thundercast, your martial athletics podcast produced by the fans, for the fans, with your hosts, Russ Livingood and KD Hudnall. We're bringing you the thundering word on the thundering herd each and every week. So keep it right here. The Thundercast is on the loose. Thanks for downloading this special presentation from the Thundercast. Coming up, we've got an interview with YouTuber Kimbro Plays. We're going to be talking about the NCAA 14 football dynasty in which he uses the Thundering Herd. We're going to talk about how he happened upon choosing Marshall to begin with, any connections with Marshall he may have outside of this dynasty, and how the series has been received among fans and even some players and coaches. So keep it right here. That interview is coming up right after a quick word from our sponsors at 304carwreck.com. If you've been injured in a car wreck, visit 304carwreck.com on the web or on Facebook. What happens when an Ohio driver crashes into a West Virginia driver in Kentucky? That can be a mess. But if you can dream it up, Jason and Matt have probably been there done that, and gotten their clients paid. Don't fight the insurance companies alone. Contact Jason and Matt at 304carwreck.com. We wanted to do something a little bit special, so we reached out, and um, I'm sure some of you that listen to the show have also seen this YouTube NCAA football dynasty uh, from Kimbro Plays, is the YouTuber, uh, that features the herd, right? He uses the herd, and uh, I know I got locked into it. Well, it's been part way through last season is when it kind of came across my timeline. I just started watching, was having a lot of fun. So we reached out and wanted to get Cambro on the show, and he was cool enough to say, yeah, man, let's do it. Let's have a good time. So, of course, you're seeing him, right? For those that are you're listening, he's here with us. So we've got Kimbro. Uh, welcome to the Thundercast, Kimbro. It's great to have you. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun here over the next however long this takes. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Um, I, I told you guys offline, I've been I've been very impressed and very pleased to see the response from people who are fans of the team, of the program. Um, it was not necessarily my intent to sort of mobilize any group of the fan base, uh, but it's been cool to see the passion, and it reminds me a lot of how my fan base would react. Born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, big lifelong Ohio State fan, deeply passionate about our schools uh it's just cool to sort of collaborate and be friends with uh, another very passionate fan fan base for sure well that's probably something that well i know it doesn't surprise me and and because marshall fans will find that thing that you know somebody's like oh they like marshall too well welcome to the family right we're (laughs) we're a herd and that's like literally a herd so we're you know you'll see the hashtag herd family and even if you're not a Marshall alum or a Marshall student if you're doing something Marshall related and it's cool and it's fun and people can rally around it you're one of the herd now so you must you're you're, I guess you're a a buckeyed herd I don't know I don't know what the hyphenated term would be but here we go (laughs) a link to the show or link to the uh, YouTube channel Kimbro's YouTube channel Kimbro plays will be in the description of the episode so Definitely take a second while you're listening or you're watching and click that menu down and and subscribe so you don't miss any of those episodes from the NCAA 14 Dynasty. It's really entertaining. We're going to talk about that a little bit as the evolution of this team 
at least in a digital world has evolved, which is really wild to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these position changes that are guys on our real team right now <laughs> have been switched around and it's working and it's pretty cool. So uh, let's get this started here. You mentioned you're from uh, Columbus, a lifelong Buckeyes fan. So let's just talk about that love for sports right off the bat, right? In college football, there's nothing else like it in the world. Nothing. Uh, I feel like too, we're too unique entities but in two opposite spectrums right because you're the big budget blue blood school and we're the very small passionate g5 program with a really really rich tradition there's a lot Mm -hmm. of similarities there Mm -hmm. but there's also a lot of differences in how our programs operate so what is it do you think that that i don't whatever age it was what about college football sucked you in and just kept you there you know, honestly, as as I'm sure many people listening can attest to as fans of Marshall, especially if you're anywhere near your campus, the the campus and and the aura being from the Midwest when the when the fall season rolls around, it just gets you. It, it's just it's in your blood. It's in your family's blood It's passed down from generation to generation. And and it's no different in Columbus. It is a religion in Columbus. And that that obviously stuck out to me being from you know just i think i don't know my first my parents first house was 7 miles away from campus i mean i grew up on high street just down the street my mom when i was in middle school was an employee of OSU so we got season tickets i mean i i was indoctrinated early and often um by the time i went to college and actually became a student and um uh, participated in the band at OSU i had already been to dozens of Ohio State games um and and obviously during some really key years I'm I'm 33 now so born in 1989 Ohio State's essentially been good my entire life um and and good at a level where you know you you're following them and you're you're very close to the program so yeah I mean there's nothing like college football I mean you guys hit it on the head the passion uh, it's weird Ohio specifically is a little interesting because you've got Cleveland that's two hours away from Columbus you got Cincinnati that's an hour and a half away from Columbus both of those cities have very passionate NFL fan bases but neither of them get anywhere near as excited and, and enthusiastic as college football and Ohio State fans get in Columbus it's it's crazy having spent time in, in all three uh, that's just the truth I think it's you're right. It's something about being a college town, right? It's not that Columbus is small, like the small town feel. It's a big city, but it's still a college town because yeah. there's no pro sports there. You know, I moved from Huntington down here. I live just outside of Tampa now. Tampa is a pro sports town, yeah. right? U- USF is like so far down the list on what people care about. Yeah, it sucks, you know, for that for that college vibe. So I get that, and you're right. Um, I th- Russ is probably I don't know the mileage maybe what two miles away from Jones C. Edwards Stadium I mean you can be there in if, if that I think it's 1.5 1 1.8 something that's like awesome that. yeah but Huntington is kind of built that way it's little it's not Columbus you know it, it's it's kind of a linear town and every everything's on a grid and it's uh numerical and everything so I go uh just in a zigzag pattern going yeah. up you know left turn then right turn and I'm at the stadium that's awesome yeah I moved from here or from there and I was 16 blocks away from the stadium. So I could really hop in the car and be there in 10 minutes. And I miss that. I talk about that on every episode, how much I miss being in Huntington. I think there's something to your point though, about it being a pro 
pro town versus a college town. You know, I, I think about my time in Columbus, you know, the, since I've been there, the crew, which is a major league soccer team has come on board. The blue jackets have been brought into the NHL. You've got a, the formerly the Yankees, but now the Cleveland guardians minor league baseball team is in Columbus, but that's it. There's mm-hmm. no other, there's no NBA. There's no NFL. I mean, that's it. So it's all Ohio state all the time. It's the thing that leads every radio sports show every morning. I mean, it's, it's, it's just really what they do here. Uh, and I, I think that's kind of what I've gotten the vibe about from, from you guys um, that that's how you guys live down there too. And, and it, there's a little bit of that bond because we just we just get each other kind of thing. Yeah, I mean Huntington and Marshall is supposed to be outside of high school, right? High school football and high school sports. It's the only game in town, right? Mm-hmm. So if there's something to do, it's Marshall football, it's Marshall that. basketball, and we yeah. as the Thundercast are trying to trying to drive everybody to softball games, volleyball games, mm-hmm. you know, soccer. So I bet you didn't know that Marshall's men's soccer team is a top five co- uh, team in the country, right? You know what? I actually did just learn that because I remember looking for pictures and graphics and stuff when I first started the Marshall Dynasty on YouTube and being shocked when I looked up Marshall that many of the first search results were about, I think, the national championship. Did yeah. you guys just win one in the last couple, three years? Yeah, like it was like that was huge. Like that was like what had just happened when I first kind of, I know I didn't start the series in 2020, but it was still very fresh mm-hmm. in 21 when I started looking at Marshall as a team well, that I would use. And well, so, so because of COVID it was the 2020 season, but it happened in spring of 2021. Okay. So Got that's, it. it was, it yeah. was brand new. It was fresh. New. Yeah. So it? that was pretty fun too. I, I could, I could appreciate that. Um, how, how the, the entire campus was mobilized uh, and some of the clips I saw, I mean, they were pretty rockets at the soccer games. And I was like, yo, that's cool, man. Some schools don't do that. Some schools do not care about the other sports and really feel like we are all, like you said, a herd or a family all together, yep. no matter who we're playing. So, yeah, I, I definitely can appreciate that about you guys. So let's talk about this connection, right? How in the heck did you even land on Marshall to say, I want to start this dynasty. I didn't see the beginning of it. Right. I thought mm-hmm. I might've caught like halfway through the first year or whatever the first year was. So yeah. I didn't know if you were, you know, head coach Mayo at a different school and you just took the yeah. Marshall job. If you were like, Oh no, I'm starting it with the herd. So yeah. Is that what happened? You were just like, no, I'm going to start it with Marshall. You know, it was, it was really interesting. So, and I think I told you guys offline being in Columbus, you know, obviously big 10 country, sort of you're familiar you're more you're much more familiar with the national scene right we're paying attention to what's happening in Alabama and Clemson and the teams that we're probably going to face so I I do definitely lose track of what's happening at some of the lower levels of football Um, but for me personally I actually had two really good friends from Columbus who one came from grad school from undergrad to grad school and was a friend of mine at Ohio State she was from Marshall had just graduated and is the biggest Marshall fan I've ever met and then one of my best friends from, you know, youth soccer, youth basketball, he ended up leaving Columbus when we all graduated from high school and going to Marshall. And so I, between that and the movie and sort of just like kind of growing up in a time frame where, you know, Randy Moss and Pennington and all of the, you know, a lot of like names, there was just a lot of, as far as like a smaller school, you knew a lot about Marshall. So mm-hmm. Uh, and for me personally, like I said, I had a couple of personal connections. So honestly, it, it was one of those things where um, I had found out that you could get NCAA 14 
the the world's greatest sports game. Um, I th- I found out that you could get it for a computer. You didn't have to uh, only play it on an old generation console of Xbox 360, PS3. And I ended up downloading it for my computer and opening it up and just kind of thinking, okay, if I'm going to start playing with somebody, I want to start at a smaller school, work my way up. I'll make this fictional coach. I, I decided that coach Gerard Mayo, who is currently with the New England Patriots, would be a good candidate to be one of those guys who comes down from the NFL and starts to take over an up-and-coming college program. And so I sort of landed in on him. I zeroed in on him as the coach, and I just looked for rosters and and really, honestly, good color schemes. I didn't really care where. Um, Middle Tennessee State, I think because of their blue and black and white, was on the option. Marshall was in the option. I was just looking for what schools have cool color combinations in the game and um, mix that with, like like I said, I had a couple friends who I knew from Marshall, and um, that was it. It was pretty easy to, to pick uh, as soon as we got to that stage. I think we're a little very, partial very to our green and white, too. We, yeah. we really it's like It's clean, that. man. Uh, I do, I, you get a little stink eye there when you start talking about Middle Tennessee because what? What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm I have- trying to think. What maybe it wasn't Middle Tennessee, buff the Buffalo Bulls. Yeah, same kind Buffalo of Buffalo Bulls are that same color scheme, blue, black, and white. Um, there's maybe one other team that has that blue, black, and white color scheme that has really cool jerseys in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I didn't have a connection to any of them. I, it was really just landing on a, a really great uni. And then as I started to to be honest, I actually started to think about what what programs could I find information and graphics on right like if i want to find a a logo or a clip or find you know pictures from and i saw that the marshall program is doing a great job Mm -hmm. with their social media teams producing content producing things and i was like utilizing some of those elements in some of the videos and incorporating it is actually way easier than Nobody cares about the Buffalo Bulls. Their their school doesn't even care about the Buffalo Bulls. But Marshall fans and the and the school and the program, they were the ones who were who were sharing things on social media or you know things that you could easily Google and and then you know try to copy or or sort of use as inspiration for your own graphics, right? Because as a YouTuber, you're thinking about marketing, right? It's not just I want to hop on and play NCA 14. I have to think about how am I going to make a, a thumbnail? How am I going to you know sort of add elements to the beginning and the intro or the outro that are eye popping. You just have to do a lot more than just play the game. And Marshall was a great fit because they do such a great job with their, you know, digital marketing and and social media teams that it was easy to find some of that stuff. All right. You mentioned the, um, the uniforms and I have to, I have to interject with a question here because I don't expect you to know the history of Marshall around the Moss years and the other stuff, even though you know who those players are and everything. And I don't know about the video game you're playing, but one of the games, I can't even remember the year, you could select your uniform combo before the game. You could also go in and kind of edit the uniforms and stuff like that. When Bob Pruitt was here and we usually where if it's green top it's white pants and inverse white top green pants okay but but when we came out at home and we were wearing the all greens tops and bottoms it was your ass (laughs) and 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 big big games on the road yeah we we came out with the stormtrooper all whites i mean it was big games you made big 
are you able to do that? And have you done anything like that? I have not been able to watch every single game that you've done. Yeah, no, I appreciate the question. Um, yes to all of that. I'm a big fan of monochromatic uniforms. Okay. I, I always have been, which is weird too, because Ohio State has one of the more traditional uniform combinations in all of college football. Mm-hmm. You know, silver helmets, red tops, silver pants. Hardly ever, rarely do they wear anything that's all the same color scheme. And so seeing Marshall having a few of those in the queue when looking through the teams before I selected who I wanted to play with, I was in love. The mm-hmm. greens, the all whites, the all blacks, the commemorative anniversary ones with the special helmet. I was yeah. just like, yo, this is this this package is clean. I've got lots yeah. of combinations to pick from. I can definitely run with this. And so, yeah, I, I will be honest. I had a couple comments on a few of the videos telling me that, oh, they don't wear these combos unless it's a night game <laughs> or right. they don't wear this combo unless it's for the so i'm i definitely would admit first and foremost that i don't have all my history down of sort of when i'm supposed to or when i'm not supposed to wear a certain combination um but i do have great respect and admiration for the color schemes because <laughs> it's a great package of uniforms that's uh that speaks to the the marshall fan that's watching <laughs> your series right they're like no nah, dude you don't wear White on white at home, you know, that kind you know, of to thing. be honest, everybody's been so sweet though. There hasn't been anybody who's been very hypercritical or oh, no. had anything to say. I mean, it was all like any of the clarification stuff was all from a really warm place. It was yeah. like, Hey, no, you know, usually when they do this combination, it's for this type of game or it's for this rivalry or whatever. Yeah. It was all more educational than it was critical. And, uh, yeah, I just appreciated sort of being notified. Cause how else are you supposed to know unless you're yeah. a part of the fan yeah. base? Well, that's the thing, right? Folks aren't going, they don't want to turn you off to using the herd. They want you to continue and learn. They want to educate you a little bit. They want you to become a bigger fan of the herd than you are, which I guess leads into the next question here. Uh, You've been doing this series for a while. Yeah. And you've had an ample amount of time for people to, to discover it. And I try to like when you put the tweet out for the next game up, I try to get that out to our listeners or, mm-hmm. or our followers. And just in case somebody's like, let me check it out this time. Yeah. And I remember earlier, I think it was in this season, maybe the beginning of this season. Uh, you had, you had some player branded stuff, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. So that made me wonder like, Oh man, I wonder how many of our guys are watching this or how many <clears throat> of our, you know, whatever. So um, I'm glad how, you're, I'm, yeah. How have you been received by others than just fans? Like, or yeah. or who who has reached out? I don't think that's off. I don't think that's off topic to talk about because I'm curious about that. Like, yeah, you know, I, to be honest, I I would say that that's one of the more interesting and sort of fun wrinkles to the entire story, right? Me being a Buckeye fan and a big fan of college football and just picking a school that I kind of feel a connection to that I like the uniforms. That's that's fine. That's fun. That's fine the fan base sort of being mobilized and enjoying the series. Awesome. As a creator, you love that. That's mm-hmm. really cool. What's took it. What's taken it the next level for me uh, is that some of the players and some of the coaching staff have actually watched and gravitated, which is, which was really awesome. I, I, um, I'm going to, I'm drawing a blank Willie Johnson before yeah. he left. Oh yeah. Yeah. On Instagram. I think I tagged him in one of my early posts. Um, Devin Miller, the tight end Rasheen Ali. Um, Abraham Bowplan. Um, I'm trying to think there's, there's a, there's maybe a couple offensive linemen that I'm drawing a blank on like four or five players in different time frames have all connected with me in some way and said really nice things about the series or talked about how much 
they would love to be on, you know, as a guest episode, like I would love to have like an episode where, you know, I'm in the booth and like, I'm calling the game, but Devin Miller is also in a zoom call with me. And he's telling me about sort of his experience as a player, as we watch the game to get, you know, just a little creative, like things that we could do to try to make this series have a little more life for the long haul. But yeah, the players have been fantastic. And um, a couple of those guys are just really, really class acts and have been super supportive of the series, whether it be resharing it to their Instagram story or, you know, liking it on Twitter so people who follow them can see it. Um, also, shout out to the Marshall Barstool Twitter account. Good they dudes. do a great job sharing it as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's just been really fun because I didn't expect any of the players or coaches to sort of notice and pay attention but they definitely have uh, i got a like today on you guys retweeted i released an episode today october 7th and um the the pa announcer for marshall like liked the tweet today and is watching the series just like so many interesting corners of the of the program have it has touched and I, it's just been very cool to see everybody enjoy it and for me to feel proud that i'm, I'm doing you guys you know solid right if yeah, i'm oh representing yeah, it's more than school, solid i want to make sure that i'm putting it out there in a good way so that you guys don't you know feel like you're you're poorly represented by some outsider who doesn't care about the program you know i may not know everything about it but i definitely want to treat it with the right level of attention to detail and respect that i think it deserves and i i feel like that's been the, the case because of the response by everybody yeah, I think that's coming across. You know, it, it, you can tell that it, it's it's a it's things are coming from a genuine place, if that yeah. makes sense. You know, uh, so uh, the herd fans are just a passionate. You know, like I said, they are, we'll keep driving that nail because it's true. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, anytime they can latch onto something and they think, man, look at this. this. This guy is not affiliated, and he's using my team, and I love that. And that gives folks something to. Every week, I look forward to you putting up the episode, and I watch yeah. it every week. Every week. Awesome. And, uh, you know, some of those guys you mentioned that are watching would be great guys. Devin Miller in particular has has a wonderful story of overcoming adversity. A horrific mm -hmm. injury last year. Came back and he's playing great. Catches the go-ahead touchdown against Notre Dame this so year. So fun. You know, I mean, just excellent journey. Ali's a Columbus dude. Yeah. You know, up there in your, from your neck of the woods kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, so, uh, it, it it's pretty neat. It's it, you you will yeah. find. I don't think you will find, by and large, a more hospitable fan base. Period in America. <clears throat> That's just what we do. We you know, mm -hmm. and and you will, you could interview, talk to any number of visiting fans that have ever come to Huntington and watched the game, and you'd be like, man, this is you guys are unbelievable. That's yeah. kind of something we hang our hat on, and we and we take that to heart. We take we take pride in that. That's what we want to be known for. Yeah. Speaking of, have you ever been to Huntington to see a game? I have not. I've never been down to see a game. I've lived vicariously on social media through, like I said, a couple of my friends who are grads or, or yeah, I guess they're both undergrad. Uh, they've taken pictures inside of the stadium or, or I've seen stuff. Um, it looks like an awesome place. I think the game does a really good job representing the Joan, as I've heard it's called. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think I've never been. I would love to. Um, my dad's actually from, he was born in Charleston, West Virginia, and he moved up to Columbus when he was super young. So he doesn't have a huge history, but we've been back to West Virginia a few times for family reunions. And I think on one of these upcoming ones, I'd love to sort of make a pit stop on our drive and, and, you know, scroll through Huntington and, and see what's up with the stadium and stuff. Yeah. That's a easy trip. I mean, you yeah. come down from Columbus, you just take the exit and drive right through town and right back yeah. on the interstate on your way to Charleston. I would love to. Yeah. 
that's uh that's not something that's an impossibility you know we can we can make things happen about coming to games and stuff that'd I be mean, cool we, we do have our own kind of large tailgate that we always feed and and make sure folks are you know warm and and fed and yeah. drank and all that good stuff and uh we, we do we do the live uh tailgate show at all, all the home games so whether even if i can't make it in since i'm in florida russ is always out there usually yep. i'm here you know broadcasting with him but He's there at the stadium. We're, you know, we'd love to have you. So any anytime, awesome. anytime you want to come to a game, if it fits into your schedule, um, know that you have an open invite. Know that you have a friendly place to land on game day before, yeah. during, and after the game. And you know, you'll you'll see Huntington Hospitality and Herd Hospitality firsthand. It is second to none. I mean, look, I would I, love to. I yeah. have been to Columbus. I have never been inside of the stadium, but when I was in college, I went up one time for an Ohio State and Michigan game, mm. and that was a whole different animal than I'd ever seen before. Oh, and crazy. I didn't even go to the game. You know, it yeah. was just the tailgate. The whole dang city was yeah. going at it like 6 a.m., you know. It's, it's it's all the time. That's That's one of the beautiful things that I think – you know, makes college football so special, right? I, I, you know, there's a lot of Midwest rivalries in the NFL. I think, you know, Steelers, Bengals, Bengals, Browns, Steelers, Brown, like Browns, Ravens. If you're, if you follow the AFC North closely, there's, there's definitely a lot of situations of fan bases that don't like each other. Ohio state, Michigan is certainly one of the best rivalries in all of college football. I'm biased. I would say it's the best. I know the red river shootout is this weekend between Texas and OU, but it is nonstop all year long on the mo. It, it's always on the forefront of both programs' minds, mm -hmm. uh, especially as we've been beating the, the, the piss out of them the last couple of years. Um, <laughs> but like, for example, uh, for Michigan week, people go through and cross out every M on every sign in the entire city with red tape, duct tape. They, they cross out the M's like on a, on a like a street sign on a business sign on a marquee anywhere that there's an m printed inside you, of columbus it's gone mean, for that week you mean an r key <laughs> yes that's right an r key exactly you, you guys are but very true at, at c donald's all week yes year. exactly <laughs> i mean it's it, it is it's it's a big deal and you know they they've even taken it to you know silly things like the red cross host, hosts an osu michigan blood drive where they're trying to fit give as much blood and there's even a race to you know do charitable and donation type things it is non-stop and um it, it just speaks to how much i care about college football in general and how how much cooler i think it is because there's just so much more passion involved um even the most passionate nfl fan bases don't even hold a candle to some of these college ones well i have been to uh two ohio state games over there at the shoe and yeah. they were they were both marshall at Ohio okay. State and uh we almost oh, won almost won in 2004 yeah. and Ted Nugent uh, not Ted Nugent <laughs> Mike Nugent <laughs> Mike yes Mike it, it was Ted, Ted's nephew uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike, Mike Nugent hit a 93 yard field goal something like he that he had to, we had to hit a big one and God. and uh and then but in the 2010 game you know if you look it up you guys had to vacate those wins so i'm counting that as a victory dub so we're, we're one to one the yep, way i see yep, it yeah yeah 
I don't yeah, think he, he look. He's like buying that. And he's like, no, I'm not buying that. No, what's so funny <laughs> about it is, and I wish I would have known then what I know now because I was actually in the marching band at OSU during the 2010 game when Marshall mm-hmm. was in town, and um, you could tell back then how much they cared because you get some you get some teams, especially you know when we play some of the in-state schools that just are coming for a paycheck, right? Some of the lower level MAC schools that know they're just about to get stomped on. Even some of the directional Michigan schools that come. They, it's just their their fans don't care. They know they're here for the money and and to sort of just make sure they don't get hurt. Marshall always thinks they have a shot, and it's case yeah. in point by this Notre Dame game, right? Yeah. Like this year's Notre Dame game, you, the coaching staff, the fan base, y'all go into it kind of a little bit like. And, and I, I've I've since learned I didn't realize this was a rivalry. It makes sense. You remind me of a better, more polished version of an App State, where you guys kind of always go into a game against a bigger opponent scrappy ready to go feel never never feeling outmanned and 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 sort of having having a lot of pride in in the way you play and how how hard you guys play the effort so yeah i i remember that 2010 game vividly i was i was there in the shoe too and uh yeah not not fun for some of these schools to come up and and try to try to bite you when you're you know trying to hunt down a national championship and you're worried about these other big programs let some of these young scrappy ones (laughs) yeah that's right you did (laughs) yeah terrell Pryor gave you the dub that's um that's that that speaks to kind of the 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 makeup of the the city of huntington right they Mm -hmm. they they do think that they can come in and um steal a win from you you know they they think that they're they'll match up and it doesn't matter if they're completely outgunned they're going to go in you're going to get their best shot yeah they're going to try to get that win and take your paycheck just like yeah. they did to to notre dame this year it doesn't happen it. very often sure. but they always think that they can you know that that's when you uh, when you've overcome the type of adversity that marshall has you you're familiar with we are marshall so yep. if you co- overcome that type of adversity you kind of it's ingrained in you yeah you know that we can do anything we yep. can do this. you're just a football team you know we yeah. can do this and if enough things go right you can you can it's it's hard to is it it's in almost impossible to go into the horseshoe and beat ohio state anyone oh, any we did it we did it <laughs> but we did it <laughs> but you did it yep so yeah. it but i i can appreciate that you know, the, uh, the Ohio state fan in you looks at Marshall and goes, you know, we we'll play them and you know, we'll probably beat them, but dang, they're not going to come and lay down like Toledo or Kent state does, or, or, Mm-mm. you know, Ohio, U, who is actually a historic rival of Marshall, mm-hmm. but that, so that's nice. You know, our listeners will enjoy hearing that opposing fans look at us as a team that comes ready to play. Cause that's Absolutely. important. And, and, and I'll tell you for a program like Ohio state, obviously our eyes are typically geared towards, you know, late January games for hardware. But as a team like Notre Dame just found out, mm-hmm. if you don't respect these teams early in the season, they will come and get you. And, mm-hmm. you know, for them, it is the Super Bowl, right? Like you said, Marshall came to give it their best shot all day long. And um, yeah, you got to be real careful. And, and luckily for Ohio State, we, we've sort of been at a different level of talent for the last, you know, eight to 10 years, basically since the urban era, where even when we're not playing our A game, we, we kind of end up out talenting you just a little bit, just from a depth perspective, because we've recruited at such a high level, but you got to be careful of a, of a program like Marshall, because they, they mean business when they come to town. 
Yeah, they certainly do. They certainly do. You talked about rivalry, right? And I'm mm-hmm. a, I am a connoisseur of rivalry. I love that. I think everything about it is just not just uh, cool, but it's needed in the college world, in the college realm. Yep. Uh, folks need games to hang their hat on throughout the duration of a season. So things like Ohio State, Michigan are huge, right? And yep. you, you talked about uh, some of those things like having blood drives. That to me <clears throat> is something that I learned about in, uh, you know, more recent history, sec- last five years or so, that teams do that. And to me, that took my definition and concept of rivalry to another level, because at mm. this point now, you are wanting to outdo your rival in a super positive way rather than mm. just on the scoreboard. Yeah. So I come to a, there, you, you also talked about Middle Tennessee State earlier. Well, their big historic rival is Western Kentucky, right? They play in the 100 miles of hate. They've played for over 100 years. And they do that same thing. They do the yeah. blood drive thing, and it's a big deal. It's an annual thing. Yeah. And they, that's, that's one of the things. For 100 miles of hate week, they try to outdo one another. So those things to me are just more of the fabric of college sports that yeah. make it so much better than pro yeah. sports. So I, do, I, I agree. I think so, too. And, you know, I've always been curious, too. I, I know in the game, um, when you play as Marshall, there's a couple teams that pop up, OU being one of them. But is West Virginia considered a big rival of they, you guys? I, some people App do because it's in-state. It's an in-state yeah. school. It's only Marshall and West Virginia are the only Division One schools in the state of West Virginia. Yep. So they just go, eh, it's a rival. I mean, sure. some people will say yes. I tend to think, mm, not really. You know, that game turns – it could be cool, but it's just so toxic most of the time mm. because it's you – know, West Virginia has their own – um what do you call it, Russ? They have they have their own like their repu- their reputation <laughs> precedes them, you sure. know. Um, and we are polar opposites of that. Yeah. Where yeah. where we are so hospitable and welcoming, and we thank yeah. you for coming to Huntington. And we even if you just beat us by <clears throat> fifty, at the end of the game, we're gonna say thanks for coming, and we're hope you had a good time. Please come back if you ever play again. Well, and right. I think you know to your point, I I, I feel like West Virginia embodies everything like coach Huggins in the basketball program is they're just very hardcore. They're very rough around the edges and everything that I sort of gather from afar about Marshall, you know, obviously dating back to the rich history that you guys have and tragedy, you guys are grateful to be playing, right? You guys are grateful to have a program. You're grateful that college football is around. So you just have like a warmer, softer demeanor. Obviously you want to win, but you're, you guys have a greater perspective on what it all means in the grandiose future. And I don't think that all of these other schools have that too. Well, and a lot of it too is because of how hyper-regional we are here. Uh, Huntington is right on the border of Ohio, Kentucky, you know, Mm -hmm. and if you go over to Ashland, you know, 10 minutes, go over into Kentucky from Huntington, just getting on the interstate or however you get there uh, going through town and, and to get to Kentucky, there's a lot of UK fans because Mm -hmm. you're less than two hours from Lexington. If you go over into Lawrence County, Ohio, right across the bridge, there's a lot of Ohio state fans because it's Southern Ohio. Yeah. Uh, And these are kind of flagship institutions for that state. Our flagship institution, even though I don't consider them that, but they were division one while we had to go down because of the plane crash, we had to drop down a division and all that. 
they were always the state school and the money was always funneled up to them and mm-hmm. they always had that they are on the absolute border of Pennsylvania and Maryland they are so far up there but it says West Virginia on it so the yeah. rest of the state except for our little pocket generally follows because that is the flagship state school yeah. that all the money the division one that sort of thing has always gone so we are so hyper regional that most or a good portion of our fan base went to the school yep yeah or yep. they they didn't get to go to the school but their wife went to the school or their yeah. mom and dad went to the school or their children go to the school uh that sort of thing to where they are not fans just because you know I'm not saying me, this is a person. I'm a USC fan because I liked when Reggie Bush played there. Right. You know, someone might say that and then they start following. Right. We we had that a little bit with Moss or we had that a little bit with Byron or Chad. And a lot of people saw us as Boise before Boise became Boise. Mm. Uh, but yeah. we're so hyper-regional that most of our fan base has such a deep tie to the school because we went here. Yep. I went here, Kenny went here. We yep. this is how how it was was <clears throat> we were roommates in college, KD and mm-hmm. I. So. Yep. Yeah, and then that makes a lot of sense that that speaks to how it became such a passionate following for the school, right? Yeah. I, you know, Ohio State is is certainly has a larger footprint, but a lot of times there's a familial tie back to the school. Whether you were a student, your your father was a student, your wife was a student, like you said, you have kids that now go there, whatever it is, it is definitely, it definitely has a family vibe. And I'm, I don't know that every program has that. They, they kind of get like sort of fringe followers that don't really have a true connection to the, to the program or the university at all that just sort of like kind of follow the the crowd of the state or, or of the area versus, you know, I think for both of our fan bases, it, you, 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 you're directly linked and that makes it even more real for you. Yeah. And and we want that we want you now to feel like, you know, I didn't go to Marshall, but I'm kind of a Marshall fan, right? I like I've been accepted into the herd. That's who Absolutely. these people are. You I know can what tell I mean? you that happened almost instantly. Instantly. I mean, like even before even doing the series, like I said, two the two people that I know who went to Marshall, including the girl who came from undergrad and then I I was with her in graduate school. She she was so sweet and so kind and is a huge fan has season tickets with her dad. It's this huge family connection. They go to every game. She was going back to games when we were still at, at OSU in college. So um, I, I certainly understood how real it was for you guys back then. And yeah, just this, this little series has only been around for less than you know a year and a half. And it's already sort of made me feel like if I was watching a game on Saturday and it wasn't an OSU game and I'm pulling for somebody, it's definitely Marshall. Well, we're on ESPN plus this Wednesday. Uh, we we'll go. be on ESPN two, the featured evening game on Wednesday against me. It's the blackout. They're debuting those black helmets that you get to choose yeah. for the first time ever. We've never worn black helmets. Very cool. So um, I'm, I'm still scratching my head a little bit of why that's not on 75 week, which is the Memorial game week. Yeah. But whatever. That's fine. They're getting, they finally got them. That's a big deal. People clamp, you know, fans have been clamoring for that for a long time. And I know yeah. as an Ohio state fan, you're like, it's a helmet, you know, like we, cause you have, you get whatever you want. Right. Sure. Well, and, you know, to tell you the truth though, Ohio state just a couple of weeks ago debuted all black unis, um, 
debut is maybe not the right word. We wore an all black yeah. alternate, uh, which we've done only a handful of times. Um, and the, the the fan base was really excited about it. Yeah. You've got some purists. You definitely have some people who don't want to see the jersey ever get touched because they think it's, you know, just such Sacred. a classic, you know, <laughs> traditional, beautiful jersey. And I get that. But I'm also of an age group where I, I think it you can meet in the middle. You can mm-hmm. sort of, you know, have an ode to the past, but you can also still modernize and create an entirely new jersey combination that resonates with young recruits and young fans and, you know, the whole – I think there's room for both sides. Um so yeah, I'm excited to see the black unis from Marshall and and Me be too. able to tune in and watch that game. I I will tell you, it's a little weird to have a midweek game like that, especially as an OSU fan, right? We are constantly in the prime time, right? We are mm-hmm. you, you barely catch a Buckeye game that's not at seven o'clock on Saturday on a national network. So it will be a little weird for me to adjust to being able to follow the team because of some of the oddities of the Sun Belt Conference schedule or or the times that you guys play, but. I'm certainly going to try my best to to tune in and, and keep an eye on it for sure. Well, this so is the back. only wait a minute. The only midweek is this week. Everything okay. else is a Saturday game. That's a Sunbelt okay. thing, you know. And this is, I think we got this midweek because it's Louisiana on the schedule, and that's they were the conference champion last year. We played them in the New Orleans Bowl last year, yes, so it's kind of right. like a revenge game. And you've got this uh, historic program's first year in the Sunbelt, playing yep. the defending conference champion. Let's make it the the uh, featured midweek game for one of the yeah. weeks this year. So that's, yeah. that's kind of why we landed on that. I'm sorry, Russ. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's all I was going to say is uh, we don't generally now in, uh, and we didn't in conference USA and you don't in the Sun Belt play these midweek games, but ESPN a long time ago recognized, Hey, we, there's fans that will watch these games. Mm-hmm. We should have them on throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And mainly it's uh, with the Mac, they call it Maction. Yep. And when we were in the Mac back in the day, one season, I can't remember what it was, but it was during Byron's time here. We played, I think, all but one week. We played a Saturday, which is a traditional, but we played a Sunday, a Monday, a Tuesday, a Wednesday. <laughs> brutal. I, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. And and what happens is, yeah, you get exposure on TV, Nobody but goes. it's hard hard for the fans to go there yeah. yeah nobody goes hard to tailgate hard to get up for it yeah. you got oh, people I'll trying to leave work and <laughs> and do your thing i mean yeah i'm sure some people are still able to i'll tell you it's, what it's not that hard last year last year ohio state's this was because of the tv deals for everything you're saying last year ohio state's opener was a road game in the big 10 like the season opener was also the big 10 opener on the road at minnesota at night on a thursday and mm-hmm. people in columbus about lost their shit i mean cuz <laughs> that it just doesn't make sense i mean yeah. it, you know there's a couple spots where yes we can tune in and people will want to watch a game on a random wednesday or thursday night but to have your to have your your passionate fan base is consistently on there that's for like a casual person who isn't really interested in you know they'll just catch football because it's live and it's on tv and it's the middle of the week and there's nothing else to watch yeah. versus you know taking these fan bases that really genuinely care and tailgate and really turn out for their schools and putting them in a crunch i'm, I'm not a big fan for sure yeah the, i mean that's why those go get kicked down to max schools, yeah. you know because 
Mac schools don't turn out by and large at all. You know, even still, you can see on a Saturday game, the place just isn't packed. Um, mm-hmm. We played Bowling Green. We dropped that game a couple of weeks ago. It was their homecoming. And I think it was because it was Marshall, which used to be an old Mac rival on the schedule. The place was full. Mm-hmm. We were we were thinking it wasn't going to be, you know, because yeah. what our historic, you know, experience has been. We go, we watch the game. I'm watching it on TV. I'm like, dang, this place is full. Yeah. You know, so yeah. um, let's 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 dive into what's coming up. Okay. We've got yeah. about what, a little bit less than a year away for the scheduled release of the new NCAA football yeah, 23. Man. I know you're excited. I'm excited. I haven't played a damn video game in a, in <laughs> 10 years, right? Since they clipped the old college game. That's the last mm-hmm. game I bought. So I'm trying to dive back in and relearn all that crap. And it's not as easy as it used to be for a guy like me that hasn't done it in 10 years, but nonetheless, the game's coming out. Mm-hmm. First of all, um, how exciting is this as a gamer to finally get that back in the repertoire potentially? It's, it's amazing. It's huge. And you know, the, the, my life has changed a lot since the last game came out from being, you know, just a passionate college football fan, Ohio state fan to someone who takes content creation very seriously. I don't do it full time. I don't pursue it full time, but I do take it very seriously. So I look at video games a lot differently than I used to. I look at it as a tool to create content versus just a game that I casually play. And there's a real buzz about this new NCAA game coming back. There's a real buzz about NIL being here. Now there's a lot of cons and there's a lot of shady stuff happening in the space that doesn't have a lot of transparency and control at the moment. But one of the major wins is the opportunity to bring back the game and mm-hmm. have players, licensed players, licensed teams, licensed sounds. It, it's going to be awesome, and I think it's only going to serve, you know, the the college football experience and continued growth and popularity in the sport. Because you know you're about to expand the college football playoff. You're getting these kind of super conferences starting to form and shape up, and then you've got a college football game where people can actually follow and connect with these teams even more. I think it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. What in particular, as a guy who still plays the, the, you know, the 14, what are you hoping that you continue to see in a new game that things they got right? Let's put it that way. Things they got right that, that must carry over. And then uh, we'll piggyback off of that. So you don't have to stop your thought process. What are you hoping they do not include or what, what could potentially go wrong? Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll start with the, with the, with the second question. First, the biggest fear that everybody has is the fact that Madden has been absolutely awful for about five or six years straight. And the people and the platform, and obviously EA Sports is still the developer, and the platform, the engine that they're making the new NCAA football game on is also the same one that they make the current Maddens on. And a lot of people have issues with buggy gameplay and animations, and you know, you've got a player who stumbles and falls to the ground, but the game doesn't register that they're down by contact. And then he gets up and he's untouchable and he scores a touchdown. Like just the weirdest things that you're like, it's 2022. We've got next gen, you know, supercomputers and playstations and Xboxes. And we're still having the same weird issues with the game. I think the biggest fear is that they're going to put out a carbon copy version of a bad Madden slap a couple college logos on there and release it for 70 bucks to everybody. That's definitely the biggest fear. I'll tell you that. Um, as for things we're looking forward to, 
I'll be honest, I'm one of those guys who grew up on the dynasty mode. I grew up team building. So there's maybe some game modes that like a road to glory where you take one player and run them all the way to a Heisman, you know, individual create a player type thing. Some of that stuff I'm not really big into. I, I wasn't when I was younger and I'm, I'm I'm still in dynasty mode. I think stuff like the transfer portal, stuff like NIL, some of these things that are sort of in the modern college football landscape that weren't back then in 2000, you know, 14, 13, when the game came out, there's some really cool stuff that I think they're going to be able to do uh, to make the experience as authentic and true as, as it is possible right now. And I just can't wait to see some of those features mixed with the opportunity to play with your favorite schools again. So back when I was playing, I loved the dynasty, but I also the off-season recruiting and I saw in your latest game you had in-season recruiting and that really wasn't much of a feature back then it was more just a separate thing between but there was some times that I felt like after a big recruiting class I was like out oh, of hell with it let's just sim sim this whole season and get Same. back to recruiting you know yeah. <laughs> because it was so so it is you know you're building this almost like a coach and everything yeah. so I, I would love to get back. I don't have time to play, uh, but I, I'm probably going to buy a console and this game and find time to play, even if it's once a month, yeah. to try to get back into this because this was just what we did as roommates was sit around and play and oh. be, you know be in the same season in dynasty mode where you know inevitably most of the time you and your roommate were going to end up in, in the championship game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and you know, to, to your point, I think obviously the landscape of gaming has changed a lot. We've, we've modernized and we've perfected online play and all of these different multi-platform shooters and stuff. I, I, I think I'm hoping we're going to have cross platform connected dynasties, right? Imagine yeah, you're yeah, able to yeah. join some sort of lobby, whether it's, you know, you and your friends are all within the same conference at different okay. schools, recruiting against each other. You're playing your games weekly against each other. And then at one point, the commissioner or whoever's able to sim it forward to the next week. So, you know, throughout the week in real time, you're able to do all your recruiting and maybe play one or two games. And then, you know, you're, it just the, the connectedness of us being all online with these super platforms, these consoles that are really powerful. I think it's got a really cool opportunity to connect us more than, you know, that, that really was at the root of it, right? You, you had a very unique individual experience as a dynasty person alone in, you know, in your room, or you were playing the game with friends, right? You mm -hmm. were, you were with your friends and you guys were heading head to head against each other. And I hope that they are able to sort of do both of those equally well in the new game. And I think they will. That's uh, something I hadn't even thought about. You know, the, yeah. the I know the online play became a thing, you know, it, yeah. but that what you just talked about was was a really cool idea that hadn't even entered into my skull, you know, to be able to basically take 14 friends and all of you represent a team yeah. in a conference and compete for the same recruits and the same. Yeah. That would be so cool. Um, le let me ask you about just the end game thing here like we talked about dynasty we talked about road to glory yeah is, is there another mode like i have a cocked and loaded answer for this but i want to see if you have one too is there another mode that doesn't exist that you would like to maybe see or some controls that you would like to have over your world that you mm. don't have currently in this 14 interesting yeah i think you're catching me on the spot a little bit because i really am 
definitely geared towards dynasty right now and really yeah. enjoying revisiting that again. Um, I think it would be really cool. I, and, and it's partially based off of what I just saw in the most recent NBA 2K23 game. They have an entire mode where you are playing out the old moments of Michael Jordan's legacy. So you are going in and completing the challenge of the shot over Elo, mm-hmm. right? Where he does, or the the push against Scott in '96 when he hits it against Utah with the crossover. '97, yeah. yeah, like those moments are are embedded into the new NBA 2K game, and it's an entire game mode where you can play through his you know best situations, um, even dating back to his national championship at North Carolina. They have a, a an, an episode within that chapter that's all about that game and, and those moments. So I would love to see some of the the most classic, you know, moments inside of college football be recreated. Um, even if it was one or two players. And I know they did that in one of the games. Back they did. The I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, they did something with it. But I would love to see it about a particular player, maybe. Um, just so that it's not a recreation of what they already did, but something like that where you're kind of keeping us connected to the past, right? The past franchise, the past success in college football in general. I think that would be pretty cool. Well, I'm going to offer up some things that I'd like to see, but I want to talk about that. There was a, there were some moments you would have to like hit the uh, Doug Flutie's Hail Mary, you know, mm-hmm. from 84. You had to do the, um, the Cal, the Cal Stanford, Stanford yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but there have been so many iconic moments between yeah. the gap of the games that sure. this is, in the, and with the online world that we have now, the, the possibilities are endless. I mean, mm-hmm. can you imagine having to hit, you know, like the end of the Fiesta Bowl with Boise and Oklahoma from 07 yeah. or something like, you know, like, yeah. I mean, there's so many out there, but I'll tell yeah. you what I would like to see. Okay, we talked about uh, Dynasty, and I want to go along with it. I would like to see what I call the immersive athletic director mode because I mm. want to be able to build an, an indoor practice facility. I want to be able to give naming rights to my stadium or whatever. You know, like I need to be able to um, hire and fire like at will, not just yeah. – but I, you can still play the game. You know, that's that. fine too. But I want to be immersed. I want to be able to – create the college football world that I want to see. Cause of course we all think we can fix college football. You know, if if they would just listen to me, they'll figure it. So I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to have a 16 team playoff. I want to be able to set the parameters. I want to be able to grow my school from nothing and and put in, you know, a second, uh, second tier of seats and all that stuff. Yeah. Everything. I want to be able to do that. That's what I want to see. That stuff would be super cool. I completely agree with you that, and and I think we've seen it a little bit. You know, some of the some of the more modern, you know, NBA G, my GM mode. You know, mm-hmm. Madden's ha- has you know, essentially like owner mode inside of their franchise. There's there's some modes that are doing it in modern games that lets you set ticket prices, lets you upgrade facilities or add seats or whatever. I think that they would be really smart to let you do an athletic department mode. Yeah. You know, I think that'd be super cool to be able to to control all of those elements that, like you said, help build the environment around the team, not just the actual on-field product. Think about that. Like, what's important when you hear about, guy, oh, we just got a locker room renovation. We got mm-hmm. a weight room renovation. Like, all those things that exist in the real world, I want to be able to make them exist in my world, too. Yes. So yes. I really hope I see that. And I love that. You know oh, yeah. what? Now that we've talked through it a little bit, you got my creative juices flowing. I got one more to add, and then we can wrap this part up. But 
one thing that is lacking for me in this 14 mode, and it's on the forefront of my mind because I've recently just gone through it through a couple of these seasons with really great Marshall players. There is, there is little to nothing about what happens to the players after they leave and graduate. There's, there's like one little page in the off season of NCAA 14 that tells you that they got drafted, which mm-hmm. round, which pick in the round. It actually, I don't even think it goes into pick. It just tells you first through seventh round that they were drafted. It doesn't give you any information about the, the, the franchise that has selected them. No, nothing. I would love to see just even like a, like a montage of screenshots, you know, slideshow of screenshots where it's, you know, them on stage holding up their Jersey for the team that they got selected to, or, you know, there's a quick little, you know, cut scene of them making a play in an NFL stadium, scoring a touchdown and, you know, just whatever them in the locker room, getting ready for their first game. I really could care less exactly what they do with it. But the fact that as soon as they get done and graduate, from Marshall in the series, that's really it, right? That's yeah. We lose track of them. We lose track of whatever happened to them. And I know they let you import into Madden in some of those older games, but I would love to have it inside the NCAA game where we get to see just a little bit at least of what happened to them when they leave. So we're fixing the game now, right? Okay, we're yeah, doing exactly. this. We're doing this. Our guys are going to be able to choose to become a GA on our staff, and then they're going to come it. up through our rank. We're going to keep it. them. See, look, we're fixing the EA. EA. <laughs> this is this is revenue. We're we're exactly. generating revenue right exactly. here. Exactly. No, look, we've kept you around long, and we didn't mean to take up this much of your time. The conversation just kind of had a life of its own, and it was a really good time. Yeah, I've got to say. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's you know, I appreciate what you guys are doing in this space. Um, continue up, continue putting out great work for the fan base and connecting with them and, and finding ways to sort of continue to support the other school um, teams, the other programs within the, you know, the entire university atmosphere. It's, it's, it's awesome what you guys are up to. And I feel honored to be, uh, you know, a part of it. And like you said, sort of, you know, the little brother being brought along into the Marshall. Nah, family you're one like of the that. herd it's, now. It's you're, cool, man. Nope. You're one of us. There's no, little it's very nothing. cool. I do have one one more question before we go though. Yeah. Do you think do you think you can take me in Goldeneye? Oh my gosh. You would probably you'd probably run circles around me. I never ended I never had Goldeneye. I, I no, never had it growing up and I well, would get smoked. No no matter what you were gonna say, I said I was gonna say then you've already lost. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That was no. the addiction back in the day. I mean, like yes. 10 of us upstairs, you know, taking oh, rounds of great game. multiplayer slapper. Yeah. No, no proximity months slapper. I, I would say no in, job. Yeah. No in, my, job. In, my, in my gaming, uh, in my gaming history, I would say the two biggest regrets that I have is that I didn't ever have the console or the game to have golden. I always had to go to somebody else's house mm-hmm. that in halo. I, I was on PlayStation. I was on the PlayStation line. I never had the Xbox console, so I never got the Halo experience. And those are the two like bigger things in gaming history that happened when I was alive that I haven't. I never got to really experience, which I'm sad about. So to tell you a little bit about how old KD and I are, um, <laughs> I, I had ColecoVision and the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Awesome. You know, and I had them not not in retro. I had them when they were still like, fresh. Yeah, I love it. 
fresh yeah. out of the store. Break breakout, breakout, pong, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, do me a favor and tell the folks where they can find you on all of the platforms where you are. <clears throat> Let these folks know where they can support you and continue to watch your streams, not just the NCA stream. I know you do other stuff too. Yeah. So uh, if they want to follow all of uh your gaming ventures let them know where they can find that please i appreciate that chance yeah i I honestly i've tried to make it as easy as possible i'm kimbro plays on any platform that you guys can find um any anything that's your favorite i've got it whether it's tiktok instagram you know all all of the major social media platforms youtube it's kimbro plays um it's been super fun doing this marshall thing i'm i'm when i'm not doing ncaa football not playing uh you know with marshall i'm usually playing some type of like battle royale style game, whether it's a Fortnite or a Warzone, Apex Legends, which are all pretty popular right now. Um, but here in about a week, uh, by the time you guys probably listen to this episode, I'll actually be deep deep diving into the new PGA game, which is coming out. I'm a huge golf fan, and uh, 2K bought probably the most popular video game company that's out there right now, the studio, uh, and they're developing the new PGA game. Tiger Woods is the executive producer. Michael Jordan's in the game. Steph Curry's in the game. So uh, you'll see Marshall stuff on my channels and stuff, but you're also seeing me playing a lot of golf here in the fall. uh, And I'm really excited about that. Man, you got a lot going on there. And a baby coming in December. And a baby on the way. I don't know how to do it all. Yeah, he's going to fit in some time to be a dad, dude. I'm going to try to. (laughs) Thanks a million for joining us this week on the Thundercast. We had a great time. I'm, I'm I'm hoping that we can drive some more of those herd fans over and and click that subscribe button and watch this content because it's entertaining. I got to tell you, we didn't even talk about how entertaining the videos are. It's not, folks, it's not a guy sitting there and you're watching him watch play video games. He does a great job of some play by play stuff here. And uh, there's there's excellent animations. I love like the. uh, I guess is it a Dell? Whenever you get an interception, you get <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I throw a little, a, a few couple sound effects in there. I try to add a little color commentary. You know, I'm I'm a big enough college football fan and football fan that I feel like my my football IQ is high enough that I can kind of speak eloquently about the game while I'm while I'm doing it. So I, I've tried to make the episodes really entertaining. I try to really paint a story of what's really going on, whether it be with recruiting injuries certain players like you touched on it you know for a spoiler alert um Corey Gamage came back for this most recent season of my Marshall Dynasty and I had one too many Talik Keaton still on the roster we had one too many receivers in the room and we were losing uh Devin Miller to graduation who was the starter so we slid big body Gamage into tight end and he's TE1 he's having a great start to his year through three or four games. And um, I just love that. Cause I think, you know, I don't, I don't follow the team super, super closely, but I do know that it is, it has happened before where players will make that transition late in their career as they mm-hmm. prep for the NFL draft to give them the best odds. And based on the, the, the makeup of the team and, and sort of Corey's skill set, it, it made sense to throw him in at tight end and bulk him up a little bit in the off season. And just little things like that, that I think are, are really fun and unique to the series that I've had a lot of fun doing. And it's wild. Yes. Corey Gamage has slid from wide receiver to tight end. Caleb McMillan yeah. had slid from wide receiver yeah. to safety. I believe yeah, he's on, he's in so the secondary. That's two guys that are active players that aren't yeah. in the wide receiver room that are actually having pretty decent seasons in real life for the herd yeah. this year. Yeah. So, it's been super fun. It is very entertaining. I highly recommend you folks. If you're, if you're looking for more Marshall content and you like the old NCAA football games, you like it, 
follow Kimbro, follow Kimbro Plays on YouTube and any of the other, all of the other social media outlets. It's it's a fun thing to look forward to every week. So thank you one more time. We're going to get you to Huntington for a game. We'll bring you, you. You can bring the whole fam. Like I was say, bring the baby. Yeah, bring the whole fam. Get the headphones we're, on. We're family yeah. friendly down there at the Thundercast tailgate. You guys will have a yeah. great time. You'll feel uh, like you've known us your entire life. Thanks once again. Uh, if you got any final words, let me have them. Until then, we're going to get out of here. No, I just really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, uh, KD and Russ, for having me on. And um, I'll definitely take you up on the offer to come catch a Marshall game. Uh, you know, like I said, I got a baby coming. But as uh, as we kind of get settled into our new family life, if I can sneak away for a weekend, uh, uh, or like I said, tag tag along on, on one of these family vacations in the summer to at least check out the campus, I think that'd be super mm -hmm. fun. Even if it's not this season, even if you need to get life in order, the sure. invitation is open. Okay? Thanks, we'll, we'll continue to keep in touch. <laughs> don't don't worry. But uh, guys, I gotta do, I guess I gotta do the regular outro here because this is the end of the episode from the week. We, you know, you're gonna see the front loaded part of the Louisiana uh, preview. So Russ, I'm not taking us out. Russ, you take us out of here. I always take us out. That's right. Take you it, take us. I'll out. take. I'll take us out again. But you know. Kimbrough, I don't know how much you listen to this, but I kind of do the same thing every weekend. So whether you see us at the Joan or whether you see us at the Dot or whether you see us at the Cam or whether you see us playing no odd job slappers only golden eye where I'm just <laughs> d dusting anybody that comes anywhere near me. No matter where you see us, we're going to be saying, go herd. Go herd. It's the Thundercast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>